0: This podcast is brought to you by ReconTrack, the leading software to automate your reconditioning process. From vehicles to people to parts, ReconTrack streamlines every touchpoint in your recon process. Visit ReconTrack.com to learn more. That's R-E-C-O-N-T-R-A-C.com.
1: Want to dive deeper into the topics you hear about on Daily Drive? We're offering listeners a special offer, 20% off a one-year Automotive News digital subscription. That gets you access to all of our news, information, and analysis made for automotive industry leaders like you. Go to autonews.com slash Daily Drive promo to redeem. Welcome to Daily Drive for Wednesday, January 10th,
2: 2024. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. And I'm Kellen Walker. We're coming to you again from CES in Las Vegas. Today on the show, Honda announces a new line of EVs. Cummins agrees to a record $1.65 billion engine emissions settlement, and Tesla is lowering its driving range estimates. Plus, Continental Automotive's global CEO and North America CEO both join us here at CES to talk about some of the company's new technologies and how automotive tech is changing in 2024.
3: Use what you have in terms of hardware and make it smarter. That is the software-defined vehicle of the future.
2: Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry.
1: Here at CES, Honda announced plans to launch a new global line of dedicated electric vehicles. The portfolio of EVs from what the Japanese automaker is calling the Honda Zero series will revolve around two concept vehicles it unveiled at the show. The two concepts, the saloon and space hub, will be the models for Honda's design and engineering approach for the production vehicles. Honda CEO Toshihiro Mibe says the first Honda Zero Series vehicle will be based closely on the saloon concept.
4: A production model based very close on this concept will come first to the U.S. and then around the world in 2026. Please stay tuned.
1: Honda plans to use a thin EV platform that allows a low floor height for sportier aerodynamics. Well-packaged e-axles and high-density battery packs will also help contribute to weight reduction and space efficiency.
2: Intel unveiled a new chip here at CES. It's the company's first chip designed specifically for software-defined vehicles. It also announced a deal to acquire Silicon Mobility, a company that designs EV energy management chips. A company demonstration illustrated 12 advanced tasks including high-definition video conferencing, gaming, and generative artificial intelligence. All of those features were running at the same time across multiple operating systems on the chip. Intel said its new platform allows automakers to run complex vehicle operations across a single architecture.
1: Tesla is lowering driving range estimates across its lineup of electric vehicles. That says a new U.S. government vehicle testing regulation takes effect with the goal of making sure that automakers accurately reflect real-world performance. For one example, Tesla's website now estimates the range of a Model Y long range at 310 miles, while the U.S. government's fuel economy site still lists the same vehicle's range at 330 miles. According to a Reuters review, Tesla has dropped the range estimate for the performance variant of the Model Y from 303 miles to 285 miles. Meanwhile, Tesla says the long-awaited refreshed Model 3 sedan is now available in North America. The move has been expected for months. It comes months after the Austin-based company introduced the upgraded vehicle in China and Europe.
2: BMW is in a push to challenge Tesla and other EV leaders such as BYD. As part of that effort, the German brand is spending $712 million to retool its parent factory in Munich into the company's first site that will make only fully electric vehicles. BMW says the overhaul involves four buildings including a new assembly line and will be completed by the end of 2027. BMW has built cars at that plant since 1922. It makes combustion engine models, plug-in hybrids, and full EVs such as the i4. And remember when we told you
1: about the emissions cheating in Ram pickups? This just in from Reuters. Cummins has agreed to settle a lawsuit filed Wednesday by the Justice Department and California. It has agreed to pay a record-setting fine of about $1.65 billion for installing Defeat devices on hundreds of thousands of engines. And those
2: are today's headlines. Jamie, we've been hanging out here at CES for the last, what, three days now, two, three days? And Honda unveiled a couple of EV concepts. Now, they're kind of late to the EV party. Does this mean that they're finally all in on electric vehicles? They're laying the groundwork to get all in. You know, Honda has
1: for as far behind as they are, uh, pretty aggressive goals. They aim to be 100% EV by 2040, or 100% emission free. Could include fuel cells or some other things, but pretty much EVs by 2040. So this is their part of their plan to get you know 30 new models out by 2030, and then they can have time to kind of build on that and learn from it. These concepts are a little far out. The first time I, somebody showed me the uh, picture of the one, I was like, uh, I, I thought the uh, vacuum cleaner guys decided not to get into car making. But you know, maybe by the time it becomes a real car, it'll look uh, more normal, or maybe it doesn't it doesn't have to look normal. It's uh, it is cool for designs to be different, uh, even if they're not immediately uh,
2: appealing to everyone. I'm interested to see this when they all come to market. Should be good. Uh, Coming up, the global and North America heads of Continental Automotive join the show to talk about some of the tech the company is showing off this week here in Las Vegas. That's next on Daily Drive.
1: Daily Drive is kicking off the new year by reviving an old name in a new format. We're bringing
2: back a weekend drive edition of Daily Drive. Jamie and I will go deeper into the biggest automotive stories of the week. Every weekend, you'll hear fresh insights, analysis,
1: and what has me running hot, if not overheated. To think that's gonna get done in a year, a little over a year, is um, foolishly optimistic.
2: That's, that's a little dark, but let's shift to something <laughs> a little more positive. You'll also hear from our experts in the newsroom here at Automotive News about the latest industry trends and topics.
0: EV sales are not declining. That's the narrative we're kind of seeing outside of the industry. They aren't declining, but the pace of growth definitely has slowed.
1: Come back this weekend for our Weekend Drive edition
2: of Daily Drive. And of course, tune in every weekday for all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry.
0: Across the Hendrick Automotive Group, each store had a different reconditioning process. They started looking for a solution that would help them standardize their processes, give them actionable information and ultimately drive efficiency. Knowing they needed to bring together all pieces of their operation to cut cycle times down to their goal of three days, they chose ReconTrack. Chris Little, Vice President of Variable Operations, explains why having the tools to measure your recon process gives you what you need to manage it more effectively.
1: Everyone knows speed uh, to the front line uh, equates to more turns, which helps the overall company do better in terms of parts service and inventory bias. And so uh, when you can really take the time to measure and manage that uh, and perfect that, uh, you're gonna increase your turns, you're gonna increase your gross profit, and you're really just gonna increase the amount of used cars you can sell uh, because you're getting them out on the front line.
0: Interested in learning more? Don't miss Recontract at NADA 2024. Stop by booth 3157W or visit info.recontract/nada for more information. That's slash nada
1: Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters with Kellen Walker. Continental AG has developed a facial recognition system that lets users unlock the door, start the car, and even make purchases without a key fob and without the camera being visible to the user. That's just one of the technologies that the company is showing off at CES this week. I caught up with Continental Automotive Global CEO Nikolai Setzer and North America CEO Aruna Anand at their display here in Las Vegas. Nikolai Setzer, CEO of Continental Automotive. Aruna Anand, CEO of Continental Automotive North America. Welcome to Daily Drive. Welcome to Automotive News Video. This is really exciting. We're at CES. You've got so many cool technologies you've just, I've just seen here uh, in your pop-up uh, building. Let's start with a couple of the award winners. One is a, a partnership with Swarovski Crystal. Tell us, uh, tell the audience what that's about.
3: So we have exciting displays, and it's changing all over the place. Interior displays,
1: right? Interior yeah.
3: displays, exactly. Yeah. And um, we have some which are invisible, and we have one which should be very visible. So <laughs> consumer tastes are different, and the one very visible is the Swarovski part. It's a diamond, it looks like a diamond, and it appears to be magic. So magic with diamond is really a very luxury feeling in the car, and we make it together with our partner Swarovski Automotive, and this was one award winner.
1: It makes uh, really detailed uh, images and allows for some other cool features options.
3: Yeah. Looks like something is flying somewhere. <laughs> it's a
4: floating appearance. On the it's screen. a
3: floating experience, which makes it very precious,
1: like yeah. a diamond. There you go. Well, you mentioned some are meant to be seen and some are not. I know you've got some cameras that are like not even visible, uh, but can be useful for with facial recognition. Like you wouldn't even need a key to get into the car or to start it or even to make payments.
4: There's a lot of things going on, even the internal display. Sometimes you don't want to the knobs and so on to be visible. You want to have that seamless experience inside the vehicle. So we have our into invisible that you saw. And also the concept of how do you enter the car seamlessly and how do you start the car seamlessly. And to have a camera which is not visible is another thing that you also saw. So there are a lot of things, as Nico mentioned, some things are not preferred to be seen, but there are things like the crystal that you want to show off. So we got all kinds.
1: Well, you know, it's funny. I think people people know Continental for the, the tires, the brakes, all the functions you can bring, but I don't think people think about how your technology works so well for designers and frees them up uh, for the future of automobiles. Just like that, with those in- invisible cameras and functions
4: is are good with system integration and aligning making sure the resources are used in a way that is meaningful to the end user and it's sustainable and it's convenient that it has been and it's safe That has been our theme everything that's what we try to do how to fuse the different resources that you have to provide that experience to the driver
1: were well, you talking about um, improving the driver experience? Of course, uh, you showed me this wheel system. Wheel uh, corner system, exactly. How do, you, how do you explain that to people? What, what does it do and what does it allow people to do?
3: It's basically a wheel which is able, capable to turn 180 degrees. <laughs> which means that for parking reasons, you can turn 90 degrees and then get into the parking lot. Or you turn <laughs> it even on the other side and go out, and you can move basically with every angle. It's all four wheels, you can straight, accelerate, and brake, and swift. So motion control-wise, this is a 3D, 4D experience (laughs) which you can do. Uh, I would imagine
1: that's not gonna be cheap.
3: I mean, it is a very valuable product, and it serves the purpose which you need use cases, business cases, in order to make it viable, of
1: course.
3: Um, It offers much more opportunities which you have currently, so it is in relation to the cost, yes.
1: I just think of all the weight. That is, uh, is, is borne by the, 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 the wheels and the axles, and to be able to have that in an articulating uh, arm, you know, or whatever within the, within the wheel area, that's really amazing stuff.
3: But you save as well on the engine part and the other area, so in the total balance, it's not much, much weight. Interesting. So you have to see the whole balance of the car, and then obviously it has to be designed in a certain concept. What do you really need, and what performance characteristics are important?
4: And each wheel can be independently tuned, so that gives you also various flexibilities and use cases. Mm -hmm.
1: So, of course, I was just uh, highlighting that sometimes new technology costs money, but you also have an award winner that's really a money saver for automakers. The radar parking. The radar parking, yes. Mm -hmm.
4: So again, it's all about fusion, and how do you maximize the available resources in the most optimized way? Following that theme, you use the radars that we already have in our cars, as well as a low-end camera, and with that, with a better antenna design, we are then able to park and eliminate the need for ultrasonic sensors. And what that means is cost, as well as design options. It uh, allows for no low packaging of those things, so all the other benefits that it provides the
3: Make Reduce what you have in terms of hardware and make it smarter. <laughs> that is the software-defined mm-hmm. vehicle of the future.
1: Now, finally, I understand what a software-defined vehicle (laughs) is. Here you are.
4: (laughs) And speaking about software-defined vehicles, that is all upgrade to software. So the resources in the car is already available.
1: The hardware is already there, and you're just making it work
3: better with software. Correct. That's just you bring the smartness in via software and via Fusion. So uh, before I let you go, you you just had some of your
1: partners uh, presenting with you. And of course, you're very active with Aurora in particular on uh, self driving trucks, automated driving for heavy trucks, which can be so dangerous on the road when people get tired or they're difficult to maneuver. How does the partnership with Aurora work, and how does it work with your other uh, autonomous driving <laughs> partnership?
3: With Umbrella. Yeah. I mean, to the Aurora, that's why we joined forces, has a strong software AI competence and that's where they're coming from. they define defined from the software, the driver. We are coming with our hardware competence and integration competence. So with all the sensor suite, we have the ADC, or the automatic driving control unit, where all the computation power is on in order to make that happen. Now comes Umbrella in place. What if the driver of Aurora is in a certain situation not capable to steer, steer the truck? That's where our fallback system comes. Hmm. With Umbrella, we have an SOC, a system on a chip, which is capable to drive the truck farther and have a minimum risk operation then later on and
2: park the truck relatively
3: close in order to say, okay, what's the problem, is the problem solved, and then continue. So it is a safety backup, a fallback, which we are doing, but at the same time, obviously, this is a system which is capable to drive. So we can use it as well for other use cases.
1: Such as for passenger vehicles? Such
3: as for passenger vehicles, exactly.
1: Aruna, do you see that having an application in North America?
4: yes of course <laughs> this is the
1: this is the best market for uh long-haul trucking to be right. automated
4: exactly.
1: can you elaborate a little why is that so
4: the aurora is our first application for trucking is in north america mm-hmm. so obviously we will start it first and then we are working with our partners as well on expanding this to passenger car <laughs> but we have a lot more hurdles to overcome but the trucking lends itself in its use case Because the trucks are generally, most of the time, in
3: the highways. That is the big advantage of the U.S., you have very long highways, (laughs) where you can relatively clearly steer and operate such a fleet, long distances, where drivers have to stop for a certain time, I mean, they need to rest, our system does not have to rest. It continues, the high performance compute continues, so the truck can continue, which saves obviously time, you are much faster, saves fuel, and saves the driver. And there's a shortage of drivers as well in the U.S. as anywhere else in the world. So that is a perfect market to bring such technology and have a compelling business case for the society.
1: Well, there's so much uh, potential for that. And it's great to hear that you have redundant safety systems. uh, You can feel safe. So uh, that's that's wonderful. Well, it's so great to see all this tech here at CES. Thank you so much for joining me, Nico, Aruna.
4: And thank you, Jamie, for visiting us. Thanks for being
1: here. (laughs) That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters.
2: And I'm Kellen Walker. Thanks to Automotive News Coordinating Producer Jake Neer, as well as our own Carly Schaffner and Molly Boygon for their reporting for today's podcast. You can get the latest news on innovation and technology, new models, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review,
1: and subscribe so you never miss an episode.